The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. And good morning. It is Sunday. It is April 4th. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Going to be a busy one, so we'll get right to it. I'm Danny Clayton, Mark Oswald, our Chief Compliance Officer. Morning, guys. Morning. Uh, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Hey. Good morning, Danny. And uh, Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. We recorded this shortly after market close on Friday. We wanted to get you the latest uh, numbers. Lots can happen over the weekend, but our story so far with Dave. Thanks, Danny. Let's get right to it. We saw a jobs report came out uh, this morning, and it was uh, in a situation where employers uh, shed 700,000 jobs in March, and there's more bad news to come. But let's get out. Let's get some of the bad news out of the way. Let's start with the jobs report, Derek. Well, I mean, the jobs report was was clearly worse than expected. The estimates actually for, were for a decline of 100,000. Uh, so the unemployment rate went up from 3.5 percent, which was the lowest in roughly 50 years, up to 4.4 percent. And wage growth actually was pretty strong, up 0.4% in March, up 3.1% versus a year ago. And so, Mark, we're going to see a lot of bad news coming out, particularly in the next two to three weeks. Uh, We've anticipated this. We are in the eye of the storm at the moment. Uh, And, of course, we've been telling our clients uh, to start to focus uh, beyond the top of the hill, which we can start to see uh, in May and June. I know there's just uh, overwhelmingly negative news that is out there. It's going to continue for a while. Uh, We're going to see the drama. Queens uh, on the news for sure, and they're going to bury this. Uh, they're going to bury all the good news. But right now, we're going to see some more bad news. We're going to see some bad news out of the economic front, both on the GDP number and the unemployment number, and that's expected. It certainly is, and it's starting to get baked into the markets a little bit. And I think that's really important for for looking at a market that is forward looking. You just drive past the restaurants and past the bars, and there's just nobody in them, and you see these places. That's got to be hard for you to drive it, it past those bars. <laughs> yeah, really difficult. But when you think about the 700,000 jobs that are lost, might have been 450,000 of them were in hospitality and bars and restaurants. Those jobs will come back because people are going to flock to these hopefully. bars and restaurants, I think, hopefully. when that happens. Yeah, hopefully they come back. But you know, some, some restaurants probably could yeah, fail. You're absolutely and we're, right. And we're going to see bad news for sure in the hospitality, the travel, the cruise industry. That we know. And certainly even your GDP number you mentioned, you're going to have gross domestic product, which is goods and services. While services is some of this stuff, you know, the restaurants and the hotels and the airlines and all that kind of stuff. And the people just aren't there. So that GDP number is going to be bad, and you got to get prepared for it. And that's a great point. Nice transition, Mark. Let's talk about the GDP number because we're seeing some outrageous numbers, some numbers that, you know, we haven't seen since the, since the Depression. I think it deserves a little light put on it, though. Well, it certainly does. I mean, Goldman Sachs, I guess, has the most negative estimate for the second quarter. They're talking about a 34% decline in GDP, but that's on an annualized basis. So that's more like 8 to 9%. For the quarter. For the quarter. Times four gets us to that number. That's right. And that, But the thing that's interesting about it, and I know this is something you've highlighted a lot, 
Dave, is, you know, as we try to get through this chasm and see the other side, they do expect growth to pick up in the third and fourth quarters. So as Mark said, if we're, if we're involved in a market that is forward-looking, you don't want to take too much of this news that's occurring currently and have that completely alter your asset allocation. And that's what people do. They anchor. And so they say, this is what's happening right now. And we can just spend just a minute or so on what people are starting to compare it to, which is the Great Depression. If you go back and look at what happened in 1929, it is a completely different response, not only from public policy, but from governments and the like. And if you spend some time uh, investigating that, you'll see that what the Federal Reserves did did back in 1929 and 1930 is completely 180% opposite of what is happening right now. So we've learned from that, and that is not what's happening today. And remember, we are temporarily suspended here in air. It's a virus, and the virus is going to pass. And we all hope that nobody gets it, and no one, hopefully no one dies from it that we know. Uh, we're going to see some numbers that are ugly. Right. But when this passes, and it could be three months, it could be six months, but when it passes, the economy is going to get back into place. And as Derek pointed out, Mark, when this happens, the economy is, is projected to have really good fourth quarter numbers. You have to know what you own. And in about 30 seconds, Mark, what does that mean? Yeah, that's the takeaway for the morning is if you haven't done a portfolio review, you're, you're going to get your statements. You know, in the next couple of days, your statements are going to come out. And, you know, be realistic about what that statement's going to look like. But it's a data point. It is one quarter. It's the end of a quarter. You know, you have to think about what did your statement look like on 1231 or back on September 30th of last year and think in terms of five years, 10 years, 15-year, 20-year financial plans. And if you think in those regards and don't do anything rash right now, you don't lock in those losses. And that can be the behavior that really leads to damage to a financial plan. So if you haven't had that free portfolio reviewed it on. Now is an excellent time to do it because there are opportunities ahead. Now that the governor has told us that we are staying at home, this would be a perfect time. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. We'll meet with something called Annex Everywhere. You never have to leave the house, but take us up on that offer. Head to AnnexWealth.com, click that Get Started button, and we will get you going. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. COVID-19's impact is staggering, from the tragic loss of life to the gut punch to the worldwide economy. We understand why you're feeling anxious. These challenging times are a result of a public health crisis that has created an economic crisis. Most thought the American economy was on a healthy track before the virus spread globally. But even the best health professionals can only estimate how long we'll have to live like this. Whether you're a client of Annex or not, please take a deep breath before making hasty decisions that could permanently harm your plan. I've said this often, this too shall pass. Our clients' plans are built to address current cash needs, intermediate goals, and eventually a satisfying retirement. We're committed to making that happen. If we can help, head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Use Annex everywhere and never leave the house. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Stay healthy. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back. It's time for Ask Annex. you got a question for us. We are all ears. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. Actually, it's right under the difference. When you click the difference, you'll see the Know the Difference checklist, and you'll also see Ask. Our first one is from Christine. In simple terms, can you explain why the Fed is buying trillions of dollars and vast quantities of Treasury bonds? 
What is Annex's opinion on the Fed action? Who gets that one? Well, simple questions go to me, so I'll, I'll give that a shot. So if you think about it this way, you know what, the, what we want to have happen right now when you think about monetary policy is low interest rates. And if the Treasury is the biggest buyer out there, they're driving the price of the bonds up, and therefore the yield on those bonds continues to come down. And so you keep liquidity in the market, Derek, and you also keep interest rates low. Yeah, I mean, I look at it a little different. I mean, to me, it wasn't stimulus. It's a rescue. Most people in the past have said the Fed was doing QE to create a wealth effect that would cause growth in the economy. But in this case, the Fed is firehosing liquidity into the financial system to prevent it from collapsing, and that's a very good thing. Next up on Ask Annex is from Terry. When the markets get unstable, there's a usual move to bonds for safety. Is it possible bonds could be in trouble due to defaults looking forward until business gets back to normal? Might it be safer just to hold cash for the next three to six months or stick with treasuries and not the high yield stuff? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. Um, basically, yes, that's that's probably true. I mean, we, what we saw a couple of weeks ago, you saw the high yield market, the spread over treasuries went from 300 basis points to 900 basis points. Now, if you have a very long time horizon and you don't believe the economy is going to fall off in a, a cliff for an extended period of time, then yes, high, high yield bonds probably do belong in your portfolio. If, however, you're kind of trying to hold money in reserve, perhaps to buy stocks on a successful retest of the recent lows, or perhaps even lower lows where you've drawn up a shopping list of great names, uh, then I would, uh, you know, I'd advise keeping it in just in cash, because what's the point of 1%? It's not really going to matter if it's just for a couple of months. It's Ask Annex. If you got a question for us, head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. You can also uh, click that Get Started button and get that free portfolio analysis if this last couple of weeks has made you a little uneasy. Okay, next up is from Don. Uh, where and when do you see the floor in the markets? Well, you have to say, you know, what is the floor and trying to time the bottom is is a tricky business. But what we have looked at is a number of things. And one of those, uh, Derek, was the earnings of the S&P 500, and we put a reasonable multiple to that. Now, the reason why that's a guess, because we don't know what the earnings are going to look like. You know, and one of the things that we look at is the Dow Jones, and we look at the S&P 500. The reason why the Dow Jones is especially tricky right now now is because one of the big players in the Dow Jones, again, it's only 30 companies, is Boeing and a number of those oil companies. So it's not been a great barometer. So that's the reason why, Mark, we use the S&P 500 as an aggregate earnings number. And it's probably a more reasonable uh, approximation of where we think this bottom might be. But to your point, I think, too, is trying to guess where the bottom in, that's a, that's a really dangerous game to play because you tend to miss out the opportunities. The people that actually hit the bottom or hit the top are few and far between. So the fact of the matter is, is that what you should be looking at is what's reasonable to happen in the market historically versus what does this one-off event mean for you. And I think if you're a long-term investor, you should be concentrating on the, the old ideas of dollar cost averaging and rebalancing and things like that. Because if you're getting paid every other Friday and putting money into your 401k right now, that's a good thing. But here, and more importantly, trying to time the bottom, I think what you have to look at is open up the lens on your, on your camera, right? And don't think about it for the next three months right. or six months. If you are an investor and not a trader, this is what's more important. And look at it, Derek, with a perspective of two and three and five years down the road. That's right. And then, you know, but, you know, again, when we build portfolios, when we get new clients and we're dollar cost averaging or we're investing them in the areas of the market that we find attractive, you know, we look at things like the fear and greed index. It's no longer at throwaway levels like it was when it got to one, literally the lowest number I'd ever seen. So that can give you some indication. Then, of course, you just pay attention to what people are saying on CNBC, kind of 
Just to a, some get, extent. To some get extent, a feel act, for how they're acting. I know, but I got to tell you, it made me mad this week, to be honest <laughs> with you, because there was a bunch of uh, hedge fund guys on there who were talking their own book, and, and, and I don't really like that because people listen to what they say and they act on it. Let's try to get one more question. Out. Okay. The last one is from Glenn. Are you seeing any green shoots? Please? So a green shoots really mean are the opportunities, and really you have to think about the new world order, Mark, in the last uh, 30 seconds here, but there's going to be changes. There's no question about that. One of them clearly would be something like say Zoom. Yeah, well, for sure. There's a company right there that you know is screen sharing technology and and you know virtual meetings and all that kind of stuff. You think about that going forward. How many meetings we've had with our clients in the last week? You know, it's in the hundreds that we've been able to conduct with our clients face to face. They're shorter. They're right. more efficient at times. So you look at technologies like that. That may be an opportunity. Right. And again, green shoots usually is an economic term and not a stock specific term. But you have to say what is it going to look like three months from now, six months from now? Does GDP come back? And I think the biggest green shoot that we can look at is Goldman Sachs' report that said 10% growth in the fourth quarter and 12% in the third quarter. Thank you, Dave. This is Ask Annex. If you have a question for us, head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the bar that says The Difference. Click on that. You're going to see the Know the Difference checklist and also Ask, and you'll be able to give us a question. That is also the place where you can hit that Get Started button and sign up for that free portfolio analysis. The website, AnnexWealth.com. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management, where we ask you to know the difference. The Wall Street Journal has published a list of questions to ask your financial advisor. The very first one is, are you a fiduciary and are you willing to put that in writing? We've been asking people listening to our show to do that for years. That's just one of the ways to know the difference between financial advisors. People come to us every day with what I call a mishmash. Statements here and there, overlapping investments, no consolidation. Annex Wealth Management can clean that up and put it in order. Our team of investment, tax, and estate planners will work to make sure your plan is clear and coordinated. If this makes sense to you, or if you want a second opinion on your investments and retirement planning, go to AnnexWealth.com. You can learn more there or simply hit the Get Started button and start the process. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. I hope we see you soon. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? It's Team Tech Trust. Our financial planning team still hard at work. They're all working from home and take care of the needs of our Annex clients. Randy Winkler is manager of financial planning, also a CFP, and he's with us with a cat nestled on his lap in front of the computer screen. Hello, Randy. Hey, Danny. How you doing? Good. Let's talk about that CARES Act. Give us the lowdown. It's a big one. Yes, it is. That CARES stands for Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. It's the largest aid package in U.S. history. It's valued at $2 trillion trillion dollars, including half a trillion that's for recovery rebates, which will be individual checks sent out to taxpayers. And it's aimed at helping households, small businesses, and industries facing challenges. So it's it's very ambitious. Yeah, the thing's a beast. It's 880 pages. There's a lot in there, and everybody is still kind of digesting this thing. Let's talk about some of the aspects that will affect the most people. And the first are the tax rebates. And is that a name for the checks that we're all kind of waiting for? Yes, they're technically called a recovery rebate. 90% of the American taxpayers should be receiving some amount of money. So the recovery rebates will be dispersed based on 2018 or 2019 tax returns, whichever is the most recent, but they are actually based on 2020 income. Many people will get a check now and it'll get trued up next year in April when taxes are actually done. 
what happens if you're married filing jointly, you should be getting a check for $2,400. So it's $1,200 per adult, but it's based on income limitations. So if you make $150,000 or less, that's the amount of the check. Over $150,000, there's a $5 phase out for every $100 you earn above that number. For head of household, the number is $112,500. And for single filers, it's $75,000. In addition to that, every child under age 17 gets a $500 check. They anticipate that 90% of the population will get some sort of a check. Is there a limit on the kids' checks? I mean, if you've got a huge family, are you banking it? If you got a huge family, you're probably going to get a whole bunch of checks, but it's under age 17, not including 17. That's a change from some other things. If you have to be under age 17 to get the check. And it's going to be up to the government. They'll do the math for us and send us the check or some people doing the math already. Correct. They'll do the math. So if you've already done your 2019 tax return, it's going to be based on that. Some people are delaying because they don't have to file until July. So then it'll be based on your 2018 income. So the challenge with that is, let's say you had a really big income in 2018 or 19, and this year you're laid off. You might not get a check at all, but they'll true that up next year when you probably don't need the money as much as you do right now based on your 2020 income. Now, let's say it's the reverse side of that. Let's say you're a toilet paper distributor and you're having the best year you've ever had. And last year you didn't make much money. You're going to get a check based on last year's income. They're not going to claw that back when they find out that your income was actually too high to get it talking to Randy Winkler. He's manager of financial planning and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management, talking about the CARES Act. Now, the SECURE Act changed rules for RMDs. Does the CARES Act also have changes? Yes, it does. 2020 RMDs, which stands for Required Minimum Distributions, they are waived for individuals over age 70 and a half. And also, if you have a beneficiary IRA, which would be an IRA that you inherited from a parent or a spouse, if you've already taken your 2020 RMD, there are some possibilities where you could roll that back. It's a little more detailed than we probably want to get into right now, but that only works for the required minimum distributions on people over 70 and a half. For beneficiary IRAs, unfortunately, there's no way to roll that back. So there's a planning opportunity around this situation of there not being an RMD in 2020. Now, in a normal year, you can't take that RMD and convert it into a Roth. But this year, you could take that same withdrawal and do a Roth conversion. It's going to be the same amount of taxation in the RMD year or the withdrawal year, but you can put it into a Roth. Now that has a lot of more benefits than it even used to with another act that happened towards the end of last year, which was the SECURE Act. So only certain specific circumstances can a beneficiary of an IRA stretch it over a lifetime. So we have to take the money out over 10-year period. That makes the Roth conversion much more appealing because it's a better way to pass assets onto your heirs. We're also seeing widespread layoffs. We're seeing furloughs. The CARES Act allows for increased unemployment payments and eligibility. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, this is a big one that's going to benefit a lot of people. So they're increasing unemployment payments by $600 a week. So in many cases, that's more than doubling what people are taking home currently. They're going to pay this for up to an additional four months, and they're going to increase coverage of normal unemployment benefits by an additional 13 weeks. In addition to all of these changes, they're eliminating the one-week waiting period so people can get at their unemployment benefits much quicker. And one of the biggest ones is people who did not qualify for unemployment in the past, like self-employed people, now might be eligible for up to nine weeks of benefits. So that's going to help a lot of the small businesses that are really suffering these days. 
We're talking about the CARES Act. It's 880 pages. It is a monster, but our financial planning team definitely digging in and seeing how it's going to affect our clients. There's much more than what we just covered. And Randy, you'll probably need to come back in about a week for some more if that's good. Yes, there's many more features to this, a lot of them that are going to affect a lot of people, but we wanted to hit on the, the big three right now. There's probably about 10 more out there that we're, we're digging into and digesting and looking for opportunities. Good stuff. Randy Winkler, Manager Financial Planning and a CFP, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Danny. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. COVID-19's impact is staggering, from the tragic loss of life to the gut punch to the worldwide economy. We understand why you're feeling anxious. These challenging times are a result of a public health crisis that has created an economic crisis. Most thought the American economy was on a healthy track before the virus spread globally. But even the best health professionals can only estimate how long we'll have to live like this. Whether you're a client of Annex or not, please take a deep breath before making hasty decisions that could permanently harm your plan. I've said this often, this too shall pass. Our clients' plans are built to address current cash needs, intermediate goals, and eventually a satisfying retirement. We're committed to making that happen. If we can help, head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Use Annex everywhere and never leave the house. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Stay healthy. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. And we're back. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. A Barron's Top Advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a fee-only fiduciary partner. Mark Oswalder, Chief Compliance Officer, is here. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. And Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. I have a friend who uh, has been in the bar business for many, many, many years, like 40, 50 years. And he'd always say when he'd drive by another bar uh, and there was a line, they must be giving something away. Well, I drove by the bank today, and I thought either A, because the lines were so long that there's another bank run, or B, they must be giving something away, Mark. Oh, I hoped it was uh, free toasters or something like that. But, you know, you get back to this idea of people trying to get their hands on their money right now and, you know, this idea of runs on the bank. But th- we don't see that right now because the banks are healthy, right? Well, they- no, and, and the point being is they're giving something away because yeah. the checks are starting to come out. The yeah. $1,200 checks are starting to come out. SBA, uh, Bank of America, said they took 60000 uh, I talked to a local bank here as well. They said they took 25,000 applications. Wow. So that's coming for the SBA. But that's, that's what's happened, and that's part of the federal response. And so we have to ask ourselves, uh, does, does this federal response get us through this time period, be it uh, April or May or June or whatever it's going to take? And so the question becomes, Derek, do, is this a V-shaped recovery or is it a U-shaped recovery? Either way, it's going to be a recovery we, in our minds. The question is how fast does it bounce back? Yeah, I mean, I, I really think it's going to depend on what industry we're involved in. In the housing industry, in the, re- in the retail industry where you're selling homes, I think it's a V. But in areas like um, you know restaurants and bars, it may be more Leisure. like a U because, you know, they're going to still people are still going to be wary about being too close to one another and the like but generally speaking we have the fed on their, our side we have the federal government on our side we have medical science on our side we 
have we have learned something from what happened in China, Spain, and Italy. And I I'm going to bet with those folks rather than the doomsayers. Yep, and the doomsayers are out there in full force. You you know I had to turn off some of the the news networks today because every drama queen that came on, both male and female, uh, pumped up all of the negative news, and no one talked about way, the way this recovers. And so we looked at a bunch of reports that come out of New York Wall Street firms, and every one of them, even the most dire one, says by Labor Day we start to see economic activity coming back, and that's the most dire situation. Well, the other question that we're getting a lot is where is the bottom? And I think that's a question that is uh, is fraught with danger because when you try to pick a bottom, you can be really right or you can be really wrong. But you know, you throw a grenade uh, near where we're at right now, Derek. You can be pretty close to say, you know, what was our low on last week Monday? We we've come pretty close a couple times now. Yeah, we're well, we were. I guess we got down to, on the S and P to about twenty one ninety. Um, we closed today around 24.88, so almost 10, 10% higher than that level. The other thing, too, it's not so much about t- finding a bottom, but if you have a 60-40 portfolio and the S&P is down 23% year-to-date and your bonds are up, too, that means you now are 53% in equities and 47% in bonds. And rebalancing does work. It leads to better risk-adjusted returns. So whether we're close to a bottom, at a bottom, or a bottom three, three to six months away, it does pay to look at rebalancing because that improves the overall expected return of the portfolio in the long run, not the next seven minutes. You know, when you talk about management of any scenario, be it a medical, whatever industry that, that you're in, you go, what's worst case what's best case and what's the base case. And so the ba- the base case right now is what is earnings going to look like, and that's the way you can get to a valuation number. And so we looked at where they were, earnings, the aggregate earnings of the S&P mark were at about 170. That's been lowered and lowered again. And even our 140 number is probably a little high. The worst case that I'm seeing is about 120. Multiply that by a multiple and you get an S&P number. The most important part is where are we going to be? If this That's your downside risk. If you understand that's your downside right. risk. What's your upside risk? Well, you start to think about earnings in the, the second half of 2020. Well, start thinking about 2021. I mean, that, that's where you start to think about 2022, 2023. What happens to 5G? What happens to cloud-based companies? What happens to all the technology? What happens to the, the M&A and RMD when it comes back? And all that And this stuff is just, it, it can be huge. And that's what I think you start to look at is not just the short-sighted stuff of what are earnings going to be this quarter or even in the second half of the year. Those are important numbers, but the bigger thing for equity investors is earnings down the road. And so think about when we're done with this, the stimulus that, have, that has come out, right. you're going to see extraordinarily low gas prices, right? You know, we're seeing under $2. In fact, we saw 99 cents in some cases. You're going to have low interest rates, which is a stimulus. You're going to have low gas prices, which is a stimulus. You've got a stimulus, and you're going to have cheaper equity prices than what we've seen before. That allows us an opportunity to look forward, to make sure your plan is on target, and this is the op time to look for opportunities in your portfolio. We would sure be honored to help, and you can do that today. You can do it on a Sunday morning. Just head to AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. You don't need to leave the house. Uh, We'll use something called Annex Everywhere, or we'll just do it over the phone. It's just that easy. Again, our website is AnnexWealth.com. Barron's top advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, fee-only fiduciary partner. Have a great week. Stay healthy, folks. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management. 
a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. 